0: If you're driving, please remember to use your car's Bluetooth speaker while listening to the AM Drive. Sports Talk is not worth your safety or the safety of others. Thank you.
1: Happy hump day to everyone in the sports universe. It is January the 19th, 2022. This is the AM Drive on Torrance Sports. We are live. For Aaron Crouch, I am Michael Carbellis. What's up, Aaron?
2: Not a whole lot. Happy hump day to you.
1: Happy hump day. How's the weather over there?
2: Uh, it's warming up a little bit. It's like really? it was in the fifties, high fifties yesterday, so that's that's about right for me.
1: Fair enough. It's like forty right now over here.
2: I'll take it. Yeah, yeah once it starts getting the forties and thirties, I, I I don't know, maybe I'm getting old. It's a little too cold oh, for me, but 50s, 60s, Maybe, yeah. I mean everything's kinda trying to get back in the body.
1: <laughs> Fair enough. This segment is presented by Popple, P O P L. P O P L, not good lord. If you host the podcast or run a small business, it's hard spreading the word. Aaron, friends want to check it out, but will they? Yeah, you hope so. That's right. What's well, time to grow with Popple? Popple is an easy to use, but high tech digital business card. You can get your Popple using the code AMDrive in all caps for 20% off. Set up your links and share. People you share with don't even need a Popple. So when you get your Popple on keychain, PopSock, or even credit card form, enter the code AMDriving, all caps, no spaces for 20% off on popl.co or just go to MikeAndERINDrive.com and find all of our sponsors there. Any last words on Popple?
2: Oh, you got a frog in your room?
1: That's right. Oh, whoa. Oh, where'd it go? <laughs>
2: Uh, no, make sure you use the code AMDRIVE. It is key, all caps, no spaces, if you want to get that sweet discount, and we appreciate it.
1: That's right. Grow your brand. Uh, Aaron gave me the, the privilege of a mic sit at first this morning, and, you know, for the longest time of the last uh, 10 or so hours, I could not find what I wanted to talk about. I knew that I was passionate about something in the world of sports, and then literally about 20 minutes before the show started, I see. Well, Kyrie Irving says he's rooted in his vaccine stance. I said, "Oh, here's a back and forth with a reporter on what on 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 what Kyrie said." So Kyrie Irving is being asked with the with Kevin Durant being injured, does that kind of change his mind with the whole um with, with getting vaccinated now? Like would he be moved to do it now? He says, No, I'm rooted in that, blah blah blah. You know, it's it's my belief. Wonderful. Then the reporter asks him, Well, you know, a bunch of basketball fans, you know, want to know. He's like, who? And the guy's like, A bunch of basketball fans want to know. Oh, well, those are those basketball fans. I'm I'm a human being. Kyrie. Kyrie, okay. This is this is my gripe, okay. Kyrie went on some tangents about how he's you know basketball entertainment are wonderful he's grateful to play this game but he's a human being Kyrie Andrew Irving do you understand why anybody in the entire universe knows who you are do you know why you have this platform which apparently is platform about being a voice for the voiceless seemed a little bit more important to him than his actual human being um status here I want to know why Kyrie Irving thinks he's entitled to use this platform to do this. Because, yeah, at first he's saying, oh, well, it's, it's my body, and I respect the crap out of that. But then he says, oh, you know, a bunch of people are losing jobs, so I, w- I want to stand up for them. That's not your job, pal. You get paid millions and millions and millions of dollars to entertain me and Aaron and those reporters and those yes basketball fans it's not gonna kill you to get vaccinated but don't play around with the money stop that you are a basketball player this is who Kyrie Irving's brand is whether you like it or not you are not viewed as a human being you're viewed as a basketball player I'm sorry that's how this works pal you want to go play in some on um, league I don't care do you do not come to the NBA and tell me you are not a basketball player. That is a lie, and you know it's a lie. And what is your thoughts on this guy saying he's not a basketball player? Because I think that's very weird to say. If you're part of an organization that employs basketball players, that is literally who you are and why Kyrie, your name, existed in society.
2: Yeah, I can see both sides of this situation. And like, I understand there's a lot of people who say this all the time. And, and I I like to consider myself in the same boat, but I'm not a basketball player. I don't make millions of dollars. Like what I do for a living is not who I am. I can understand what he's saying, but it's, I can understand where you're saying the, you know, you can't have your cake and eat it too. But as long as his employer, the Brooklyn Nets is okay with this because I, it doesn't sound like Kyrie, I mean, it does kind of, it sounds like Kyrie is fine with what he's decided to do, but instead of just ignoring these reporters, he's giving into their ability basically to, let's call it, put him down for this, you know, telling him that the fans don't like this, telling him that, you know, you're the most famous unvaccinated person in the world, or one of the most famous unvaccinated people in the world. Like, yeah, you're saying these things like it should matter to him or, you know, it sh- he should be afraid of the consequences. Like if he it sounds to me that if if Kyrie Irving were to be cut for his vaccination status, he would be at a crossroads. And I think Kyrie Irving's the kind of person that might never play basketball again. If if these if the NBA basically says, look, you either get vaccinated or you're done. You don't play in this league anymore. And Kyrie, at least to me right now, I'd like to think that if he's a person that sticks to his beliefs or his guns, whatever you want to call about it, you know, figuratively or literally, I like to think that he's a person that's actually going to stick to it. I mean, we had the situation with Colin Kaepernick, you know, oh, you know, I'm being blackballed from the NFL. I, you know, I I can play and then, okay, well, here's opportunities to play. Well, you know, something came up, you know, a tryout (laughs) gone wrong. Here's the Denver Broncos who were offering you a deal. Well. It's not, you know, exactly what I want. Here's the Baltimore Ravens that we're going to bring you in. Well, let me have my girlfriend sabotage it, you know. So it seems to me like Kyrie, I'd like to think that he is a person that that his word means something. So in terms of, it's not a defense of Kyrie, but he's right. I mean, if this is what he wants to do and the decisions and consequences are all on him and the Brooklyn Nets are still letting him do this. I mean, yes, I get it, Mike. He is a basketball player. I 100% understand your, your point of view. Like, you wouldn't be a millionaire or, you know, you know, multi-millionaire. You wouldn't be the notoriety that you would have. No one would care. No one would a- come and ask you about your vaccination status if you weren't a basketball player. So for me, it, with in terms of Kyrie Irving, like, I respect his decision to do everything and, and the consequences of not playing home games, possibly being... A, I think, honestly and this is just purely opinion, I think we're coming out, uh, you know, less and less. And we'll talk about some of this stuff later in the show. Like, I think we're being less and less punitive on the COVID situation coming out of this, this winter. And for somebody who, you know, is vaccinated, but can understand the reasons people don't, I say, if this is your belief and this is your, you know, your value, hold on. Don't give up Kyrie. Don't give in. If it affects the team in the playoffs, then that's a, that's something Brooklyn has to live with.
1: So I want to say again that it's not really the beliefs and really the money thing. It's that Kyrie is literally part of an organization. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, if he wants to be Kyrie the rec basketball player, Kyrie the big three player, go ahead and do it. Okay. Just don't be the Kyrie the NBA player and expect to be treated like an NBA player still. Because what he's he's doing is completely screwing it over. He's not being part of the organization anymore.
2: But he's made his decisions publicly, and the organization has still decided to make him a part of it. Now, in the beginning, they didn't. Remember, in the beginning, they were like, just stay away, we're done with you. Kevin
1: Durant probably threatened to leave. Wouldn't surprise
2: me. I mean, it clearly seems like whatever Kevin Durant and James Harden are saying to Kyrie is not making his mind up for him either. He seems seems pretty... uh, pretty understood what he's doing and and the the consequences that are happening. Like, unless something, I mean, what happens if something changes before now between now and the playoffs where they're going to allow Kyrie to play home games? Like he stood by his ground and the NBA is basically the one that folded in terms of letting people play. Like maybe he believes that, you know, this is what's going to happen or he's under the impression this was going to happen. And I, you know, I don't have, there's a lot of people. I mean, I know some unvaccinated people that, You know, they finally did away with these mandates of, you know, biweekly testing for these guys. And, you know, it's just something that I don't think Kyrie is an anti-vaxxer. I just think that I don't either. That's the thing. It's it's not an anti-vax thing. I just don't know if he really feels comfortable about putting something in his body that he still apparently doesn't have enough information on. And that's fine. I mean, there's nothing else, nothing else I can think of except, except for vaccines that we're, you know, being forced to do in terms of by the government that like the whole country just seems to be in this collective group think about. Like I said, I'm vaccinated and I'm, I'm totally okay with my decision, but I am totally okay with the decision of someone who says they don't want to be vaccinated and I'm not afraid to go around them. I mean, you look at what's going on with the pandemic. I mean, vaccinated unvaccinated people are both getting sick. Now, are they different levels of sick? Yeah. But you know what? If a person who's unvaccinated catches COVID and passes away, that's their, I mean, that was their decision. That happened to them. Why should I feel any responsibility or anything? But they, they didn't get vaccinated. They passed away. If it happens to Kyrie, I mean, I don't feel for that, but that's their decision. Absolutely.
1: Fair enough. Well, when we come back. We're talking about Willie O'Ree gets notified in, in, at the TD Garden and some more COVID talk. And also, are we going to fire Frank Vogel? Well, the media thinks so. We we'll ride right back to the AM Drive on Toilant Sports. The AM Drive with Mike and Aaron might be the best morning show ever. If you love the show, shop the merchandise for $26 hoodies, $16 shirts, even $13 mugs. High quality swag for cheap, because Mike and Aaron love the fans.
3: All your info is saved to their phone. More connections, more leads, more sales. That's Popple. Download our free app and get your Popple today.
0: Aren't you the vice golf guy? Yeah. You want an autograph? Uh, Yeah. Actually, I was just wondering if the balls are any good. The balls are amazing. You look like a pro plus guy. I thought you'd never ask. It's actually better than my old ball. And it's half the price. Top performing golf ball, half the price. It's almost stealing. Quit searching the globe and get your high performing golf balls at vicegolf.com. Sports fans are gearing up at fanatics.com, the world's largest collection of officially licensed fan gear from all the leagues, teams, and players you love shop now and get today's special offer fanatics.com officially licensed everything
1: do you like online shopping jeff bezos made online shopping better with amazon you can buy batteries get a tv even purchase your favorite soda but wait Do you like sports talk? Jeff Beck made sports talk better with 12 on sports. Next time you use Amazon, use www.12onsportsradio.com slash Amazon. Sign in and get shopping. It costs you nothing and helps us. That's www.12onsportsradio.com slash Amazon. Thanks. We are all fans of sports, which means we are all fanatics. And Aaron, when you go to MikeAndAaronDrive.com, what should you do to get your merchandise?
2: You got to click the F.
1: That's exactly Right. Because at Fanatics, you get every team from every league with daily deals such as like free shipping and twenty percent off. You know, clearance. A lot of cool apparel is found on Fanatics, but don't take our word for it. Go to mycareerdrive.com, click.com, click the F, and start sporting your team's favorite gear like this loser's hat, like I got on today. And also, they do have some National League of lacrosse gear on there as well.
2: Do they? Cool. I might have to pick That's... me up a Rush shirt.
1: Yeah, well, hopefully it's you wear a 2X. <laughs>
2: mm, okay. I might have to just uh, copy and paste a, a Rush shirt on my computer and just look at it then.
1: <laughs> That's right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get to forever a-brewing. Uh, Willie O'Ree. Uh, it's not O'Ree. It's O'Ree, right? O'Ree. Okay. All right. Okay. So his number 22 has been raised to the Raptors of TD Garden. I guess Boston's Garden is getting kind of full with um stuff like that, but um hey, shout out to him. I don't know who this guy is, but according to this report, he's a pioneer of the NHL. Pretty mm-hmm. cool deal. Seems like it's kind of overdue. What are your thoughts on this?
2: So, are you familiar with Jackie Robinson?
1: Yeah, he, he, he's the black guy. <laughs> yeah, of course.
2: <laughs> yeah, he's the black guy, the one black guy. Yes, no, Jackie right. Robinson was the first black player to play in Major League Baseball. This is, Willie O'Ree is the first black player to play in an NHL game. Cool. Uh, and, you know, it's it's a pretty cool tribute here. I know that people were talking about this for years. Um, you know, it's as far as, you know, being a retired number. Now, obviously, on the ice, I mean, he, he didn't play a lot of games, so it wouldn't be a, a number that's retired based on, Production on the ice, but the impact that he had in the future of the NHL—we've got so many situations here where we have African American players or black players, and uh, it was time to honor Willie O'Ree for that accomplishment, and they did that at least in the Garden. Um, you know, he became the twelfth player in Bruins franchise history to have his number retired. Which, if you think about this um, this franchise, that's not a lot of numbers that that, that you right. would you would consider with all these, I mean, I'm sure Zidane Charo is going to go to the Raptors as well when he's, you know, finally all said and hey, done City
1: here. No, I'm, I'm thinking somebody else. I'm dead. That's the, uh, that's the Penguins. That's the yeah.
2: Pittsburgh Penguins. That's right. Right. But, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a pretty awesome situation here. It was, it was unfortunate that he could not be there in person, but he obviously was there via, you know, virtual zoom or whatever, you know, Skype. I don't know what he was there for because he uh, lives in San Diego out here. But um, it was a pretty cool situation here, um, you know, for Willie O'Ree and, you know, congratulations to him and his family and for the future generations of, of people who, you know, people of color who, who go into the garden or who have heard of Willie O'Ree and decide, hey, maybe I want to try a career in hockey. Uh, just recently, I believe, either last year or two years ago, we had the uh, first all-black uh, line in the NHL, the Tampa Bay Lightning did that uh, wow. with th- with three guys: uh, Walcott, Jamel Smith, and Matthew Joseph. The first all African American uh, line in the to play a game in the NHL, which is pretty cool. So it, it's it's it may be coming a little slower in in hockey, but it is still the the progress is there, and you have Willie O'Ree to thank for it. So it, it's a pretty cool moment to um, retire the number twenty two. In the Rafters, uh in T D Garden for the Bruins. However, I don't think this will become a league wide number like Jackie's forty-two was.
1: Probably because he wasn't as good. You think that would help?
2: Probably so. I don't know a ton of guys who wear twenty-two. So maybe this is a good time, you know, to do it. A ton of marquee names. It would be a good time to do it if they if they do. And I could be wrong. I mean, I'm not I'm not saying I'd be mad if I was wrong if they did retire at league wide. I just right. I- I just don't know if they will. And maybe it is because of, you know, how much he did play or, you know, just because his impact was being the first black player to play. Um, you're right. I mean, to be fair, he didn't have a large impact on the, on the ice performance. He, I think he played like 45 games in his career.
1: I'm wearing my on the field shirt today, by the way. Nice. <laughs> All right, let's get to the future begins, possibly NHL show has followed the NFL and NBA's footsteps here to end asymptomatic covid testing after the all-star weekend. I believe it's in Vegas coming up. So, I I don't know if you're going to go to that.
2: Nope.
1: Come on, Conrad David, I'm I'm out there.
2: <laughs> I've never been a fan of all-star games in any in any sport. I just I just haven't. I don't know why. I mean, they just, you know, you, you maybe it's the expectation versus reality. You think you got something, especially nowadays with how much money is at stake and how much money can be lost by a player getting injured. It's just, the games aren't even, you know, a thing anymore. And, but the skills competition will be cool to watch. If you do get to watch something.
1: Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, uh, about, about this situation though with the asymptomatic players, we were, we, we were on top of this as well before these leagues even started doing this. Like, does it, like, why does it matter if an asymptomatic? It just doesn't make any sense to me. I don't think they could carry the virus, but let's be real. No, we don't know if anybody's carrying the virus if they're asymptomatic. We have no idea. But, um, although that means that they have tested positive. What are your thoughts on this? Because I think it means that we, we got a pretty pretty good thing for sports here. If the, all three of these leagues are doing this.
2: So it does look like they're going to uh, test when they're crossing the border because Canada still has a very yeah. strict policy. But to me, it almost feels like a don't ask, don't tell kind of yeah. thing. You know, hey, you know, I'm not going to ask you if you're, you know, COVID positive by testing you basically every day. And unless you are showing symptoms, you're not going to tell me that you feel positive because, well, I mean, you wouldn't know if you're positive unless you're showing symptoms. So to me, this just kind of... um try they're trying to streamline the process get a little bit back to safe you know to, to the normalcy. but of course you know it's gonna sound selfish on the part of these sports leagues because there are people that are still absolutely terrified of this virus you know for whatever reasons they have but you know to me it, this seems like a step in the right direction. You know, we have a disease or a virus with a ninety nine point seven, ninety nine point eight, you know, recovery rate, and the, the majority, if not all, of the people in professional sports are of the age, of the status, and of the uh, what's what's the I'm going to say in shape. They're in they're they're you know they're in shape enough to be able to combat this virus. It won't really have the kind of effects that you know the people who are passing away would would experience. So. Are you passing away? I'm sorry. Rest I'm, I'm huge. Let's call them comorbidities is basically what 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 they are. So to me, I think this is a step in the right direction for all. I think, you know, I, my job did the same thing. Basically, the don't ask, don't tell policy. If you, if you don't experience symptoms, you can come to work. And the thing is, we'll never even know if you're positive. Like, that's the thing. You go to these events and you go around. Hell, you go to the grocery store. Like, you don't know who's walking around you. Like, I mean... What's the yeah. difference between playing an NHL hockey game? You don't interact with the fans. You stay with your teams. Like, if you experience symptoms, they'll find out, and you'll be testing positive, and you'll you'll be out for a period of time. But it just seemed like you know maybe the mental health of these players was also at stake a little bit. Robin Leonard brought up something last year about the quarantines and on the road and can't even hang out with your teammates and and how it just kind of affected them. And so, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're just kind of sitting there, you go play a game basically for the fans and for money. And then you go sit in your hotel room and wait to play the next one. It's, it's gotta be, it's gotta be a grind. You know, it's, it's, it's a situation where uh, for me, this is just seems like a spot where I I think that the NHL is and other leagues are trying to get back to a sense of normalcy. And I'm, I'm here for it.
1: Me too. Um, I I remember when I read about the NBA doing that, I was like, yes. yeah. Fans want to see the rock, the full rosters. They don't want to see, some guy has no symptoms, but he's got to sit back. Well, let's see that.
2: And going back to the Kyrie thing, like, I would hope that the state of New York or the city of New York, whoever's made this decision, like, let's come back off of this fine thing. And, and if if the NBA has gone to symptomatic, te- asymptomatic testing, like, if Kyrie feels fine, let's let him play some home games.
1: Fair enough. Well, should we fire Frank? That's the thing that Lakers fans and sports analysts and a bunch of – Bums are saying they want the Lakers coach fired. And to that, I ask people, why? Is it fair? It's like the Joe Judge situation. I understand. I'm not comparing Frank Fogel to Joe Judge. I'm not saying the Giants roster is anything near what the Lakers roster could 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 be. I'm saying Joe Judge dealt with a ton of injuries in New York. They just they were playing Mike Glennon and Jake Fromm. The Lakers have not had AD for a good part of the season. They didn't have LeBron. And so I'm trying to figure out what in the world are we getting mad at Frank Vogel for yet. Now, if this continues and AD does come back, then maybe it's a little too too late. But I just, I don't get this. I know Stephen A. Smith was on air saying, well, Frank Vogel's hired to be a defensive coach. Yes, but I feel like that's up to the players as well. I feel like the players, you know, Eventually they kind of have to buy into what the coach is selling. And I, I'm sorry, Frank Vogel has not been there long enough for his messages to wear out. I just believe that I think the Lakers should keep Frank Vogel for at least this season. You don't want him in the offseason, sure, but don't blow it, don't blow it up now. I and mean, this will open a whole can of worms you don't need. And I think the Lakers should be just fine. They just be the fact that they really got smoked by the um the Nuggets. Then the next game, that came back and beat the Jazz pretty handily. I'm okay with that. That means that Frank Vogel's message obviously was not wearing out. It means that he was able to make the adjustments, and I'm proud of them. Thoughts on that?
2: I mean, I think this is just a product of what happens when you have three guys basically commanding a $100 million in salary cap. I mean, I'm looking at this team, and, you know, Carmelo Anthony – you're talking about Frank Vogel as a, as a defensive coach. Carmelo Anthony, he ain't playing defense. Right. Trevor Reza – he used to be a, a really good defensive player, but he's getting older now. He's getting up there. Like who plays defense on this team? Nobody.
1: LeBron. and He's 37.
2: Okay. Yeah. Well, okay. LeBron plays defense, but LeBron's one guy. That's 20% of the defensive prowess on, on the, on the court at any point in time. Like I just, you know, there's so many problems with this team to me, you know, just looking at it here, like they don't have, you know, these options that are, you know, Hey, look at this. Like, I, honestly, it, it sounds crazy, but, where you know they don't have the Lonzo Ball, the the, the Brandon Ingram, the even the, even the Kyle Kuzma, like they need that guy. I mean, these guys are all thriving at their other destinations, and uh, you know now you have a you know the the Los Angeles Community Retirement Home here coming in. Yeah. And, I mean, Dwight Howard, that guy's not playing defense anymore. I mean, like
1: you have Avery you... Bradley in the the third ten-day contract of Sterling Johnson. That's about it.
2: This is my point. Like, this is not a good team. Like. If you're firing Frank Vogel, expecting things to change, that's the definition of insanity. Like this is not, (laughs) it's not going to change anything. This is just not a good team. Like the problem is, is it's, you know, you look at the names on the back of the Jersey and they don't match, you know, what, what would be a, a, a good team, a finals competitor, but you look at the name on the front of the Jersey and it doesn't matter if you're wearing that Jersey, you're expected to compete for a title. And you know what? I know you're not going to like this, but this is all on LeBron. This is the team he built. You know, you know. You look at. I don't want to bring up your your best friend in the world, but look at Tom Brady. Take your pay cuts. Get yourself some better players. Does 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 LeBron really need forty one million dollars from the NBA? He does not. Exactly. So he probably makes you know, more uh,
1: off court than Tom Brady does.
2: Oh, he absolutely. He probably makes way more than than Tom Brady does. But my point is, is like this is the team you built. You know, past his prime, DeAndre Jordan, past his prime. Uh, you know, Dwight Howard, uh Anthony Davis who can't stay healthy. Like, this is not Frank Vogel. But if you want to fire Frank Vogel and think that's the problem, because they're not gonna fire LeBron. So if you want to fire <laughs> Frank Vogel, I mean, this is this is this is another coach that'll stack up in the resume of LeBron, the coach killer. I mean, what was that guy? David Blatt, you had you know, Lue. yeah, Tyron Lou. I don't know if he got fired though. Did he get fired?
1: I don't know. I know Eric Spoelstra survived.
2: Eric Spolstra did survive, but that's because they were winning. <laughs> right. You know, and that's because they had three of the best, you know, five to eight basketball players in the middle of their prime. This ain't it right here, so.
1: Fair point. How about um, Aaron Moore BS? You mm. like Ben Simmons because he's getting on my nerves as well.
2: Yeah, I'm not a Ben Simmons guy.
1: So the 76ers, the disgruntled star Ben Simmons He's gonna sit out the entire season if no trade happens. You know, that mental health thing just gets stupider and stupider, doesn't it?
2: Pretty much, yeah.
1: I I don't know Same as I I'm done to, this guy is such an idiot. He's such a, a sellout, he's such a he's a bomb. I, I'm tired of calling him names. Because obviously the names don't affect him because he thinks he's got mental health problems. If he is, I'll, I'll bully him. I'll bully him. I don't care. He deserves it.
2: I just, you know, it's, it's funny to see like, you know, okay. If he's, you know, if he has the mental health issues, that's fine. But why do we keep hearing from you? I mean, to be fair, to to defend Calvin Ridley, like we didn't hear from you.
1: Right. Like,
2: you know, I understand he came out. I, I think our time in Atlanta is done, but like for 10, 15 weeks of the season, like you didn't hear from him. At least he was playing the part uh, right. of, of experiencing mental health, whether he was or he wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> like this is a team that can use you as, as, as average as you are. Sorry, Ben Simmons. I just don't think you're a very good player uh, in terms of the NBA, but yeah, I mean, it just, it's the, it's the classic, you know, this is, this is the more on the have your cake and eat it too level than Kyrie is. And oh, yeah. uh, I'm sorry. It just, it gets enabled in the NBA and it's ridiculous.
1: Fair enough. Oh, we come back NFL talk. Cause that's what makes us happy. Um, some fan FanDuel Power rankings that are a bit sketchy, in my opinion. We also have 49ers Packers quarterback talk. And Deshaun Watson has popped up, but it's not for a good reason. And Texans might be in shambles. AM Drive continues next. The AM Drive with Mike and Aaron might be the best morning show ever. If you love the show, shop the merchandise for $26 hoodies. $16 shirts, even $13 mugs. High quality swag for cheap because Mike and Aaron love the fans. The
3: best morning show, the lowest price merch at amdrive.online. This is Popple, the next generation business card. With just a tap, your Popple instantly shares your digital business card to both iPhone and Android devices. The best part? The other person doesn't need an app or a Popple to receive your info. To pop your info, tap your Popple to the top of an iPhone, the center of an Android, or just scan your in-app QR code. And just like that, all your info is saved to their phone. More connections, more leads, more sales. That's Popple. Download our free app and get your Popple today.
1: Aren't
0: you the vice golf guy? Yeah. You want an autograph? Uh, Yeah. Actually, I was just wondering if the balls are any good. The balls are amazing. You look like a pro plus guy. I thought you'd never ask. It's actually better than my old ball. it's half the price. Top performing golf ball, half the price. It's almost stealing. Quit Searching the Globe and get your high performing golf balls at vicegolf.com. Sports fans are gearing up at fanatics.com, the world's largest collection of officially licensed fan gear from all the leagues, teams, and players you love. Shop now and get today's special offer, fanatics.com. Officially licensed everything.
1: Do you like online shopping? Jeff Bezos made online shopping better with Amazon. You can buy batteries, get a TV, even purchase your favorite soda. But wait, do you like sports talk? Jeff Beck made sports talk better with Twilight Sports. Next time you use Amazon, Use www.twelmonsportsradio.com slash Amazon. Sign in and get shopping. It costs you nothing and helps us. That's www.twelmonsportsradio.com slash Amazon. Thanks.
2: all right and welcome back to the am drive here on this wednesday hump day
1: hump Day,
2: and we are presented by us mike yeah shop these hoodies these tumblers those coffee mugs that you have that you probably never drink coffee out of do you drink coffee you know it's
1: funny i love coffee i just don't ever drink it
2: no i mean i like coffee it's it's delicious but i've been just kind of doing water during the show so it's, these tumblers, man, it keeps the water cold. I don't even have ice in this water. It's pretty. awesome. Really?
1: I, think the fridge, I think refrigerator water is the best water, though.
2: It is really good. Well, you can have all of this merch for very, very low prices: $26 hoodies, $21 tumblers, $16 t-shirts, and $13 mugs. Just go to AMDrive.online and get shopping today. These are very very comfortable hoodies. You know what? You know what? The more you buy at the AM Drive shop. I can finally afford a light because I just realized it's incredibly dark in here.
1: Yeah, for like the last couple of days now.
2: I know. I don't know what to do. I have to buy a light like that sticks to the wall and like shines on me or something. Hey, that worked.
1: Your hand's the light. That looked pretty good.
2: Did that work? Yeah, it was pretty good. That didn't really work. No, but
1: like, the hand of God is right there.
2: Okay. <laughs> anyway, yeah, exactly. Visit our shop, buy things so that I can afford a light. Thank you and good night. No, just kidding. That's right. All right, let's get into the NFL talk here. Fanduel. Everybody's favorite, Daily Fantasy, I don't know. I actually haven't played Daily Fantasy in a while, so maybe it's good, maybe it's not. But uh, they released their power rankings of the remaining eight teams left in the playoffs. And I will read them out to you here really quickly. We Bills, have... Packers. Bills. Okay.
1: Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was wondering if it was going to take you a while go. Go ahead.
2: I got them right here. Uh, you have Bills, you have Packers, you have Chiefs. You have at four the Buccaneers, five Rams, Titans at six, 49ers at seven, and the Bengals wrapping up at the eight spot. So it's generated a lot of buzz, <clears throat> but I gotta say, to be fair to defend FanDuel, it is really tough to rank the eight teams. I mean, we did it all, all year, our top fives. Yeah. Like, I don't necessarily agree with the Bills, but it is tough to rank eight teams left in the playoffs when you believe all of them are at least, you know, above average to good.
1: So I guess what is your biggest gripe on the list between one through eight?
2: I guess you would go with the eight. (laughs) So it's tough though, because I understand that the the reason they moved them to eight or that they are eight, because they did have probably the closest victory Hmm. that was a favorite. I know San Francisco had a victory and they were the underdog, but, they had a close victory against the Raiders, who people don't believe are good. My biggest gripe's probably now, I understand maybe come this weekend, it may be warranted, but I, I mean, the Titans, disrespect for the Titans. They were a number one seed.
1: You know, know,
2: to be fair, the Packers and the Titans couldn't do anything to improve themselves, you know, last week. They were on bye. Um, and the fact of the matter is, is like, I can, I can understand the Bills, you know, you're a prisoner of the moment, but they've they've shown that when they're riding on full cylinders, like, they'll go and lose to teams like Jacksonville. So, <clears throat> my biggest beef overall was the Titans being as low as they were. But, at the same time, when you try to say, okay, well, who are they better than that's above them? They might have a point there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, my biggest gripe is... Uh... I know you want to say the quarterback is questionable, but the Rams at five, I think oh. they're dangerous. I don't see how the Rams are below the Buccaneers. And they have the head-to-head win. <clears throat> they just beat the living brakes off the Cardinals. And I think Cardinals are a better team than the Eagles are. I mean, to be okay. fair. I mean, I don't know if you put the birds against each other. I don't know who would win that at this point in the season.
2: At this point in the season, it could could legitimately be a toss up because right. I would say the Eagles were playing better football than the Cardinals were to wrap up. It could be a pick'em. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, I, I think the I think I think I mean I'm guessing what these power rankings are based off of, but you it's know, right. matchups, strength, health, like I'm guessing that the, the the Bucks are four and the Rams are five because Bucks are getting the home game.
1: Yeah, and plus it looks like. The teams that no one talks about, the final three teams are the ones that are in the final three. Smart,
2: they well,
1: this is the power he's to not piss anybody off. That's what this looks like,
2: yeah. Well, and that's and that's the other thing, too. Like, you know, it's it sounds based on this because there's only eight teams left, it sounds like it's a slap in the face to the Bengals, but yeah. really, it's it's not hey, you're still on this list. That's big time right there.
1: And 49ers are probably the most. I think 49ers and Bengals are probably the most dangerous lower seeds you could ever have in the playoffs. I mean, right. Bengals' offenses it can be explosive very much so. The 49ers, oh my Lord. If that team gets, gets what they want in the first drive, you're playing catch-up with, with a team that runs the ball well, that's not a good feeling.
2: But do you truly believe that the Bills are better than the Packers?
1: No. Not I at don't all. either. I
2: don't because either. Because
1: as good as Josh Allen looked last week, that's how Aaron Rodgers looks every single week he plays football. Like he's always pinpoint. No one can ever say Aaron Rodgers is is inaccurate in a game. I mean, he right. is just always that good. So that's they're saying, "Oh, well, they beat the Patriots." Yeah, well, it's division rival, and they finally got the best of them two out of three times. Wonderful. That's great.
2: Yeah, and that, and like you said, Aaron Rodgers' bad games or you know less than stellar games are still better than a lot of quarterbacks in this league sometimes. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers gives you a chance to win all the time, and. You know, I don't think he's losing to Jacksonville in that game. Right. Speaking of Aaron Rodgers, oh, go ahead.
1: No, no, go ahead.
2: I was gonna say I was gonna shift here. Speaking of Aaron Rodgers, we do have. We'll preview a little bit of this Green Bay San Francisco matchup. San Francisco has been a thorn in Green Bay's side for a couple of years now, ending their playoff runs um, for the Packers. But we do have a a matchup here where the quarterbacks uh, have very uncertain futures, depending, and a lot of it can depend on if they win this game, because you have Jimmy G and you have Aaron Rodgers. I believe that let's start with Jimmy G here in this spot. They're going up against what we just believe is, is the better opponent and they're on the road. And Jimmy G we just saw last week, he's going to do things that make you scratch your head and it's quite unfortunate, but that's just kind of, the seems like the MO of Garoppolo. And then you have Aaron Rodgers on the other side win or lose this game you know, he might be gone. Most likely is gone. Uh starting with Jimmy G, like if he wins this game, do you see an NFC championship as enough to bring back Jimmy G as a starter next year for, you know, without having, you know, Trey Lance breathing down his neck?
1: So I'm gonna put my journalistic hat on here. Okay. And I'm gonna say that Jimmy G sometimes plays like Jimmy lowercase G.
2: Because that's burn. what he did. Huh? I said, ooh, burn.
1: Because that's what he did last week was he played like his G wasn't that big. That was sounding very, very weird. <laughs> um, anyways, um, so my biggest thing with this situation with Jimmy Garoppolo, let's say 49ers win. Let's say they win it all. I still believe I still believe Trey Lance is the starter probably next year. And I mean, I don't I don't know it depends on how well he plays. But if he, if it is kind of, you know, if they beat the team, if they beat every team that they play against and then he plays kind of there, he makes the, the good throws, but he doesn't make the great throws. Well, I mean, you have Trey Lance. See, why would you trade Trey Lance at that point? You would trade Jimmy G. You just got a lot more draft capital in exchange for Jimmy G. But if he loses, oh, yeah, good Lord, it's not even close. He's gone.
2: So if you think, you think if he loses no matter what, close game blowout, he is gone next year.
1: Oh, he's gone. He, ha- he has to win this week. He did consider here's, starting.
2: Here's the bigger question is, is he a commodity on the market?
1: He has to win this week.
2: So if he loses, he's gone. But if he loses, nobody wants him. What you're but but
1: if, if he wins, more people want him. That's why I look at it for him. Of
2: course. Of course, absolutely more people want him. I mean, hell, what he go? 3-1 and one or 4-0 oh in Brady's absence? And, you know, he was... It's just so desirable. Like in this spot, I feel like if he doesn't make any mistakes, even if they lose this game, I think he's still the guy next year. Now, is it no, no pressure? Absolutely not. I think Trey Lance will be right there in the minute. I mean, this is what happened this year. The minute anytime Jimmy messed up, people were calling for Trey Lance. But when you put Trey, when Trey Lance got his opportunities, it, it didn't go well either. So, I mean, obviously the backup quarterback's always the most popular guy on the team and Jimmy G <laughs> has shown us enough to say that he does make boneheaded decisions sometimes. I mean, what? imagine if uh, Dallas would have come back and won that game. Jimmy G's gone next year because of that interception.
1: Yeah, I also believe that Jimmy G um, – <sighs> San Francisco's dream scenario is you upset the Packers, and then Jimmy G plays well in a loss to the NFC Championship game. Because then, like, you got all the capital – Coming back for this guy, and you still have your future quarterback next season. I think mean, that'd be a dream scenario.
2: It would be cool. I mean, the thing is, is if they do beat the Packers, they got to go on the road again. Now we know they Tampa can beat LA. Yeah. yeah. We know they can beat L A. They have done it to get into the playoffs. Or they have to go over and try to beat Tom Brady. Both tall tasks, you know. Brady in the Bucks, Stafford and the Rams. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think this is going to be a spot for Jimmy G, like even if he's not on the 49ers winning this game or playing well and not messing up, I think there's, there's a few destinations for him. And one of them could be uh, Houston, especially with what we talk about here in just a little bit, but um, Aaron Rodgers, let's go to this one. Is there any chance even winning the super bowl? You and I have talked about this. Like, is he just done in green Bay? Like, do you think he'll stay? Is there any scenario where you think he'll stay?
1: If he loses this week, he's not staying. Okay. But I think if he – I mean, obviously dream scenario for them is like he wins the Super Bowl and then they get him. You know, he obviously stays at that point in my opinion. But if he plays well in a loss coming up, whether it's the Super Bowl or in his championship or even this game, I don't know if he stays. And I want – i I've been thinking that he stays. but the more and more I thought about these playoff scenarios, it's like, yeah you know I mean? He might the, – the welcome for Green Bay might wear out pretty pretty thin.
2: Yeah, for me, the um, the best case scenario for the Packers here in this spot is that they win the Super Bowl and Aaron Rodgers still leaves. Because how, you can't? what do you do? I mean, how do the Packers end up looking bad in that? Hey, look, we achieved the ultimate prize. We put everything around Aaron Rodgers to win him a Super Bowl and he still leaves. There was nothing more we could do. Clearly, right. he did not want to be here anymore. That's the best scenario for Green Bay. Losing a Super Bowl could get ugly. Losing this week, absolutely. He's... He's definitely gone in my opinion, but, um, and losing in the NFC championship would just be, Oh, here we go again, you know, kind of thing. But I don't really see my gut. My gut says that he's going to end up staying, but my head says that there's so many just juicy opportunities out there to go to, you know, do something else. Kind of like Peyton Manning did kind of like Tom Brady did and, win with another franchise and he's and like you said you know you talk about tom brady or excuse me you talk about aaron Rodgers. he's the type of quarterback that makes it elevates a team and makes them instant contenders jimmy garoppolo does not
1: that's a fair point uh yeah because we've seen in jimmy g everything has to go right for him
2: correct and everything did go right for him what two was it two years ago basically when they were in the super yeah. bowl
1: and then it then he had to play hero <laughs>
2: Yep, and it all went wrong and, and Mahomes got his, his, his ring there. So yeah, I'm curious that, like I said, this game is big for the futures of these two quarterbacks. And if, like you said, if either one of these guys lose, I think they're not on their I think they're not on their roster next year. True that. All right, so let's move over to those Texans who are gonna be in search of a quarterback based on GM Nick Casario's comments. That Houston, the Texans are quote unquote just about done with Deshaun Watson here. And uh, for me, I still wonder, the biggest question mark is, can he still fetch a good haul? Now, not maybe what the Texans, you know, initially thought they could catch for him, you know, multiple first-round draft picks, maybe a starting player. But if you're the Texans, do you maybe uh, pick up the phone and kick the tires on maybe a Russell Wilson player-for-player swap?
1: I mean, of course you pick up the phone. I mean... I think is that, is that a realistic got,
2: possibility?
1: Uh, I'm not player for player. Well,
2: but there'll I be think, some other moving parts, too.
1: Right. My thing with this is that I'm looking more at the coaches. They fired David Coley to bring in Brian Flores, and now they're like, oh, by the way, Josh Allen might be gone. Oh, well, my might want to keep David Coley now. We're looking back at it now. Yeah, I mean. That's the way I look at it.
2: That's fair. I, I, I'm curious. To me, in my opinion, there's not a ton of like, I got to have this guy coaches available on this market. I know Eric Bieniemy and he's the hot ticket, but then the question marks are always like, well, how much does Andy Reid have? I mean, we saw Matt Nagy, you know, he was part of that Andy Reid offensive coaching tree. Like to me, I don't see that guy. I mean, I know they talk about Jim Harbaugh and stuff like that, but I don't see that guy that like, you know, everyone is coveting. I mean, have you heard of that guy? I don't hear him.
0: There's I mean, more- Brian,
2: you're kidding, right? <laughs> they that guy's never getting an NFL job. And if he is, that owner does not deserve to own a team. Uh, shout mm. out to Glenn Kaplan. But, um, uh. but going back to Watson here, like, what do you think, you know, the Texans should do with this? Because it does seem like, you know, okay, Flores might not be coming to Houston. Deshaun Watson, if he's still in the back pocket of Brian Flores, if they're still buddy-buddy and that's the guy he wants to play for then why isn't this working? And why does you know yeah. does Nick Mario believe that they're just about that? I mean, for a GM to come out and say that this, this seems like the downhill descent to getting like Deshaun Watson, Watson kind
1: of pissed him. him off.
2: It's possible. I mean, the thing is, is maybe they, maybe he's able to say these things because they're planning to go quarterback in the draft or they believe in Davis Mills.
1: Davis Mills wasn't terrible.
2: He wasn't terrible. He's not to Sean Watson. Worse. The other question really is, is if their plan is to trade him, is he going to play football? Like, what is going on? We have, like, no information with these civil suits.
1: I've seen um, an analyst on that kind of stuff. He said it might be like a – he's a best-case scenario for Watson. It might be like an eight-game suspension or or like four to eight – probably like six to eight-game suspension. But he said it looks like a lot of of out-of-court settling. This is what I thought was going to be in the first place. There's a lot of of out-of-court, like, you know – I don't know. I think the NFL is going to have more of a hammer than the judicial system will.
2: Yeah, well, they will. I mean, they've always tried to say that basically if your conduct is detrimental to the league, it doesn't necessarily matter if you're guilty or not. So we'll have to see how that plays. It would be interesting to see if a team does actually take a chance on Deshaun Watson. Colts. Would be, uh, Colts, yeah. That's a team that needs a quarterback or at least non-committal to the one they have now. So, right. All right. When we come back, we're going to wrap up the show here with a little golf. Vice Golf will present the American Express when we come back here on the AM Drive. Stick and stay.
1: The AM Drive with Mike and Aaron might be the best morning show ever. If you love the show, shop the merchandise for $26 hoodies, $16 shirts, even $13 mugs, high quality swag for cheap because Mike and Aaron love the fans. The best morning show,
3: the lowest price merch at amdrive.online. This is Popple, the next generation business card. With just a tap, your Popple instantly shares your digital business card to both iPhone and Android devices. The best part? The other person doesn't need an app or a Popple to receive your info. To pop your info, tap your Popple to the top of an iPhone, the center of an Android, or just scan your in-app QR code. And just like that, all your info is saved to their phone. More connections, more leads, more sales. That's Popple. Download our free app and get your Popple today.
0: Aren't you the vice golf guy? Yeah, you want an autograph?
3: Uh, yeah.
0: Actually, I was just wondering if the balls are any good. The balls are amazing. You look like a pro plus guy. I thought you'd never ask. It's actually better than my old ball, and it's half the price. Top performing golf ball, half the price. It's almost stealing Quit searching the globe and get your high performing golf balls at vicegolf.com sports fans are gearing up at fanatics.com the world's largest collection of officially licensed fan gear from all the leagues teams and players you love shop now and get today's special offer fanatics.com officially licensed everything do
1: you like online shopping jeff bezos made online shopping better with amazon you can buy batteries Get a TV. Even purchase your favorite soda. But wait, do you like sports talk? Jeff Beck made sports talk better with Twelve on Sports. Next time you use Amazon, use slash amazon Sign in and get shopping. It costs you nothing and helps us. That's www.tallonsportsradio.com slash Amazon. Thanks.
2: All right, and welcome back to the final segment here on the AM Drive on this Wednesday, and we are presented by Vice Golf. Visit Mike and click the Vice Golf logo to get the best balls at the lowest price shipped directly to your door. It's very simple. Once again, and click the Vice Golf logo, and you, too, can get hole-in-ones and win amateur tournaments just like Mike has.
1: Yeah, I may retire soon.
2: Well, that's probably for the best. Retire on top. <laughs> All right, we've got Sony Open Review here. Matsuyama, Hideki Matsuyama ended up winning it in a playoff over Russell Henley. Yes, I know neither of those names sound like the ones that we bet, but it was still a pretty good <laughs> ending to the tournament. Uh, so let's go ahead and recap those bets. Nah, it was not a great day. Nah and Gooch were my futures. Neither of them obviously came in, although they both played pretty well. They were finished. They both finished top 20. Uh, in the matchup bets, uh, Brendan Steele missed the cut, so that was kind of tough to beat. Brendan oh. Todd, so Brendan still missed cut, gets us a big old X on that one. And Charles Howell and Billy Horschel tied at a of
1: course
0: me, they did.
2: at eleven under par, so we pushed that bet. But we did come in through with a top twenty for Kevin Kisner. Woo-hoo. So Woo-hoo. Not, a, not a not a great day, but we're gonna press on and keep uh, keep giving it our best here. So uh, we're gonna move into the American Express played from PGA West. Uh, out here in california uh what do you know about pga west there mike
1: i know that i have a winner i predicted
2: you do okay well let me go ahead and give a little preview here golfers will play uh, over the four rounds they will play three different courses the stadium course the nicholas course and the la quinta country club um this this golf course doesn't necessarily favor the long hitters because it's not a very particularly long uh course so your iron players are going to be at an advantage here your strong iron players Um, It's a bigger field, 156 entries. we got some notable names that are finally starting their season. John Rahm, Patrick Cantlay, Tony Finau, Matt Wolf, etc. And uh, we have Siwoo Kim as the defending champion of this American Express, which it is weird. You asked me, like, so they call it the American Express. It's not the American Express Open. It's not the American Express Championship. It's just the American Express. Like, you were like, what is it, Open? You know, (laughs) this is what it is, the American Express from BJ West. So we'll go ahead and get into our bets. Mike, I'd love to hear your your bet here. Who, who's going to win the American Express this week?
1: I hope he's a good iron guy. I'm going with the iron man, Patrick Cantley.
2: Patrick Cantley is a good pick. I will give you my futures as well. I do have Patrick Cantley going off at 10 to 1. Sweet. Here. Uh, hopefully he can get back. Yeah, player of the year last year was a beast, FedEx Cup winner. Hopefully he can continue that strong performance into this year. I do have Patrick Cantley at 10 to 1. We're going to go back to the well. We're going to go with Russell Henley. Hopefully he can carry over the success of last week, even though he didn't win. Going off at 35-1 to 1 currently. And uh, I have matchups, a couple of matchup bets. Uh, Abraham Answer 110 over Corey Connors. And our boy Patrick Cantlay, plus 135 over John Rahm. So if Cantlay can win this, we'll obviously hit that matchup bet too. So good luck to us.
1: All right, 10 to 10-1.
2: 10 to 1 is a good number for Patrick Cantlay, even though it's a low number, comparatively speaking, to the rest of golf betting fields.
1: Right. Eat it! Eat it!
2: <laughs> yeah, so to wrap up the show here, we do have a little bit of pop culture. Um, Daniel Radcliffe, who you many, many of you know as Harry Potter, is tapped to play Weird Al Yankovic in a biopic about the singer question really is will you watch this mike because i'm i i like weird al i think daniel radcliffe's a good actor i'm kind of excited to see this
1: i won't i'm uh-huh. a weird Al guy but it's like i don't need to see a movie about him I, re- I just don't i'm sorry
2: no you don't think it would be any good
1: i what's the point of it like what are we doing here it's just he's a he's a he makes parodies of songs he's a mm-hmm. comedian
2: well he ah, wrote the ah, he wrote ah. the movie
1: I did see that. They, like he tweeted out one day ago. Hmm, I'm making a movie. Ah, good on you, weirdo. Don't care.
2: <laughs> it might funny.
1: I'll watch it. But I. Uh...
2: I mean, I would imagine it's supposed to be pretty funny. You know.
1: I don't know, Harry Potter. I don't know. Well,
2: that's the problem. I mean, no disrespect to Daniel Radcliffe, but every time I watch him in other things, and I've seen him in a He's play. He's in a lot of dramas. It just feels to me like he can't. He 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 got type. You know he can't shake the Harry Potter. You know.
1: Sorry, J.K. Rowling.
2: I like this quote that Weird uh, Al Yankovic says: "When I released my last movie UHF in 1989, I made a solemn vow to my fans that I would release a major motion picture every 33 years, and like clockwork, I'm happy to say we're right on schedule.
1: 33
2: years. <laughs> I think he's joking there, but that's pretty funny. That's, yeah! So. Oh, wow! Wow!" All right. Well, that's going to wrap it up here today for the AM drive. We appreciate all your support. Please make sure you continue to support us at Mike and and click all those sponsors, support them. so they can continue to support us. And of course at AM drive TV is our social media handle on all those Facebook, Twitters, Instagram, and TikTok. We'll be back tomorrow. What's going on tomorrow, Mike? We got a guest. We do have a guest. Do you want to announce that guest? Yeah, sure. It's Brian. I, I hope I'm saying this. Thing.
1: I don't never know this guy's name. How to say it? It's Brian Oringer. Okay. I hope I'm saying that right? But he's he's been in, in in some NBA front offices around scouting and stuff. You may know him officially as Scout with Brian. So, but that Twitter account is no longer a thing. We're gonna dig in all that stuff and plus some NBA talk tomorrow. He's a pretty cool. He's a pretty pretty cool grab.
2: Pretty cool. We'll talk a little little NBA, see if he thinks Frank Vogel should be fired. Right. So for Michael Corvellis, I'm Aaron Crouch. We appreciate you guys listening and watching and tuning in. We'll see you guys 10 a.m. Eastern tomorrow. We are out.
1: Drive safe.